Welcome to Comically Comics, your one-stop listen to all things comics. We're talking books, movies, TV shows, video games, and more. I must forewarn you, though, we are a spoiler cast, and what that means is we consider all properties, past, future, and present to be valid, and we will spoil the hell out of them. I'm your host, Michael, along with my two co-hosts, Richard and Jeremy, and with all that being said, let's get started. All right, it is Sunday, August 13th, and we're back with Jeremy this week. Woo! Yay! <laughs> That's it? Just a woo? Like, you should be way more excited. Oh, we're sorry. excited woo. to have you back. <laughs> Brie Larson, woo! Yeah. I was gonna say, I guess that's the same woo you get for Brie Larson, so that's gotta be something. <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. God. <laughs> you know you missed it, Richard. No. I, uh, that was one of the things I was, I was mentioning off air. I didn't finish. Uh, I'll just say it on air. Who cares? Uh, I was gonna try and find a, a clip of you doing that and making it in a sound bite. So whenever you're gone, you'll still be there in spirit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case we say something about Miss Marvel. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Got you. <laughs> or Captain Marvel. I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't want to make you like right. a perv. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for looking out. I'm just saying. I mean. <laughs> All right. So uh, we had an episode special. Our first special guest last week, TM Nerdy. So if you haven't already, go check that out after you listen to this podcast. So then you go back and then you listen to that one. It was great. DC fan casting. And this is officially, I guess, our 100th episode together, y'all. So that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's real awesome. And to celebrate, we're going to talk about Blue Beetle. <laughs> it's exciting. Yeah. Not the movie. Um, <laughs> yeah. But but the seven, the first seven issues to the Jami Reyes like, first solo story. So this is from 2006, if I'm not mistaken. And this is done by Keith Griffin and John Rogers. So, uh, sorry, one uh, just correction: Keith Giffen. I thought it was Griffin, Giffen. as well. But yeah. I apologize. Thank you. I was close, but yes, want to give their credit. So, Wellmings, what is y'all's Wellmings on this read? And we're doing like oh, like the overall of like all seven, basically, right now. Yeah, overall, just the the whole the um, whole gambit that we read. I will say that I'm. Pleasantly whelmed. I, I enjoyed it. It's a it's a fun little read. I mean, it's nothing like too crazy. I, I mean, I wanted to like whenever I messaged just to make sure that we were only doing through seven because I was like, I kind of want to keep finishing this, like <laughs> just to find out, you know, the the whole thing of it. Yeah. Um. So, but yeah, I was I I thought it was a fun read. Cool. I will say that like if you do keep reading, like later on, he does like wind up coming well you wind up getting introduced to an alien race known as the reach and stuff like that so and they have different beetles at that point in time like different oh, that's cool. colored ones yeah so yeah if you decide to keep reading oh yeah i mean i plan to because like, like i said it, it it never really gave a full explanation of how he got out of where he was like where what all this happened like how he missed that whole year so i'm like kind of i still want to know what's going on there and just like I said, just to kind of finish out the story. Yeah. Uh, well, I will say we did one through seven on like Richard's recommendation, and I'm very glad that he recommended seven. I thought seven did give it a nice, like, clean kind of ending to the story arc because yeah, I think Richard said something about the trade being one through six, and seven I honestly was really a better stopping point than six was, yeah. in my opinion. So, yeah, I agree. Richard, what is your whelming on this? Um, I'm just whelmed. Like, it's not that it's bad. Um, I, I, I like Jaime. It's mostly, I think it was because reading this, I wanted more like juicier, like stories. Like, I, I guess I got spoiled with, cause I, I told Michael off podcast before you had joined on here, Jeremy, I wish we had time. I would have liked to have done season two of young justice because they deal mostly with Jaime and the reach. And we'll get into what that is for this episode for our listeners. And anyway, um, because it's just more interesting. It gets into like what the Scarab is and why did it choose Jaime and all this stuff. And yeah, so like this just sort of like he gets it and it's like the who's who of who the fuck is this (laughs) in the DC (laughs) universe. Um, And yeah, so I just wasn't very kind of like interested 
all that much. And in some places, the dialogue was really clunky to me. Yeah. And especially when Jaime, like the first issue when Jaime and the and his friends are all like talking, I just thought the 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 way they laid out that conversation, it felt like two conversations were being had. Um, that's just like a little critique. Anyway, yeah, just whelmed. It's not bad. I think it probably gets way better. Um, but yeah, anyway. No, all right then. I I have to, you know, as we get into like kind of spoilers for my review of this, like I have to totally second what you're saying. And in fact, several times over, I sat there and made notes of like dialogue question mark because like it was either hard for me to keep up with it or just I I had to reread it one or two, like two or three times to actually like get what they're trying to say or whatever. And it's almost like the writers kind of made assumptions. It Mm -hmm. felt like as far as like you understanding what they're trying to put across. Yeah. So, uh, as far as my whelming for this, I'm like whelmed, underly whelmed on this. <laughs> this, it, it just, I, mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the art, I like the art throughout the whole thing, and I, and I, I didn't look to see if the artist changed in any of the seven that we read. I want to say you said something about them one at one point in time changing, Richard. Yeah, it does. Uh, I was trying to find when it changes because I've got each, like, who the artist was, who the executive editor was for each issue and all this crap. So um, let's see here. Issue one. The... Do, do we have a runtime? No, there's no <laughs> runtime. Uh, Cully Ham- Hamner is the penciler, inker, and all that. Uh, he's also the cover artist for uh, issue one. He is the cover artist for issue two, as well as the inker and penciler. Um, Let's see here. Issue three. It's a different cover artist. It's Duncan Raul and David Self. Uh, And Cynthia Martin is the penciler. Philip May is the inker and David Self is the colorist. So yeah, it changes by issue three. Issue four, it goes back to Cully Ham- Hamner being on everything, um, which he's credited along with um, Keith uh, Giffen and John Rogers as being like the creators of Jaime. Oh, at least per per wiki. I know Keith Giffen fell off by issue twelve, and then John Rogers, I think, took over this run. And then uh, one of the things I meant to mention to you, Jeremy, if you do continue reading this, it's 36 issues and it it got canceled uh, back in the day when Dan DiDio, who was a executive editor, uh, had canceled it. And he said it's just due to people weren't weren't reading it. It wasn't vibing with their, you know, uh, customers, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. I did notice that on issue seven, it was just Rogers. It was so it? I don't know if Giffen came back, you know, but between seven and twelve or what the case was. But okay, maybe I, I may be misremembering. Then I'm sorry. It's probably seven. Then nah, it, I don't know. It'll be all right. All right, so let's get <laughs> on talking about each issue. Let's start off with issue number one, of course. Blue Monday, Keith Giffen, John Rogers, and here's my synopsis. It is: We meet the new Blue Beetle, and he meets the Dick of the Green Lantern Corps. <laughs> we see how Jaime gets the scarab and the start of his new life after Infinite Crisis. So, um, the first thing that I wrote down is what the fuck is Guy Gardner's deal? I have not like read a whole lot of Guy Gardner or anything like that, but another thing I said, bruh needs meds. Like, I just, and maybe it's because it plays more into like the scarab and Green Lantern, like, strife there is and maybe that's what that's about I don't know but that was not like really hashed out right there and I was just like fuck Guy Gardner I don't have I have I'm I'm, I'm done I already don't like I didn't <laughs> like him before and I really don't like him now he gets on my damn nerves yeah yeah uh, I think so a little backstory so Jeremy slight spoilers for probably this movie and if you to consider reading the rest, but the Scarab is made by an alien race called the Reach. And this is where um, where they decide to make the Scarab because originally it was a it was owned by two other Blue Beetles, which they kind of mention. The first one being Dan Garrett. He found it in a 
uh, I believe a pyramid. I think it was like a was it like a Mayan pyramid or I can't remember Egyptian Box pyramid. Scraps. <laughs> and uh, uh, anyway, it was intended to be a magical thing that gave him magical powers. And then he had a like a, a ward, if you will, like a Robin, and he, which was named Ted Cord, he took over, but he never used the beetle. It never worked for him. So he was just like another Batman. He, if you've ever seen um, uh, the Watchmen, he's Owl Man. Like Owl Man is just a carbon copy of Ted Cord Blue Beetle, who I believe we're gonna possibly see in the movie. Um, I know we see his. Uh, uh, his bug vehicle. Is it Herbie? I always want to say it's Herbie, but I don't know if that's Owlman's version. But anyway, uh, <laughs> and this is where they change it from no longer is it magic and it's now an alien device. But the Reach are the second oldest race in the galaxy. The first oldest race in the galaxy are the Owens, the creators of the Green Lantern Ring and other rings. And anyway, uh, the supposedly the Owens are supposed to be good guys. That's very nebulous as far as that term goes for the Owens. But uh, the Reach are definitely bad guys. And spoilers, the purpose of the Scarab is they the, the Reach and the Owens made a pack of like, you don't conquer planets. Like the Owens are based, because they're basically space cops is what it is. And they told the Reach, hey, there's a truce. You don't conquer planets. You don't do anything. But the Reach are schemers, and they would send scarabs that would infect a person of that Earth so that they could take over the Earth, and then the Reach would go, well, we didn't take it over. That, that guy did it. We, we had nothing. Did you see any of us on that planet? So the Owens eventually catch on to that, and they essentially basically say if there's any kind of reach technology on this planet destroy it immediately which is why yeah. guy's ring is like screaming at him and eventually as we get on uh the scarab itself is like trying to hide from the green lanterns huh. it sounds like the reach for crack dealers <laughs> <laughs> yes. yeah basically i'm just saying push crack in I, that's not me i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> not my stuff that was them over there doing it so uh, the, the the other thing I had was like you were saying originally, Richard, like reading this one, especially like my note was kind of hard to keep up, like keep track. The story being like different time periods and there's no like clear yeah. like, yeah, what's happening when and kind of thing. And then like the dialogue with some of the even with like some of the broken English. I was just like, I don't know what the fuck you're saying. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, I. I I hate it. I, I agree. The the constant flip floppy of uh, or you know, earlier in El Paso and then later and all this stuff was really right. really annoying. Um, especially I'm trying to remember. There was a part that I just was so confused that I had to like go back and read. I think it's an issue too, honestly. Um, but anyway, the the dialogue. I, th I forget what page it is. It's the like third page where it's Jaime, Paco, and Brenda like talking amongst themselves. <laughs> it's just very clunky. And yeah. I was just like, like I said, I, I felt like too calm. Like Jaime feels like he's just talking to himself, which is ironic because later on he kind of is, but isn't. Oh. <laughs> and it was just weird. Yeah. And like, I, I have to say, like, I, I agree on the, again, on the conversation thing and on, on the uh, jumping back and forth. Cause like there was part of me that was, you know, where it just says earlier or later, I'm like, okay, you need to tell me, like, is this earlier today or what? But I, then, I, like, as you read further into it, you kind of, I, I get why well, they didn't say, give a specific time of yeah. when it was um, between those two. So, I, and, but also the other thing for me, too, was um, the whole thing of, like, trying to know what the heck he was doing up there in space. And, like, yeah. I'm like the whole, I had no idea what Infinite Crisis was really all about. So, yeah, I, I would have I just had no idea what what might have happened between that. So, I don't even know what the fuck an Infinite Crisis is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I originally didn't want us to read that because it's a bunch of bullshit. Like, ultimately, it comes down to <laughs> Superboy Prime, which is a Superboy from a dead like multiverse Earth, 
from another crisis event uh decides he's going to basically like create his own multiverse and kill the superman of this current uh like dc universe and become the superman and then he punches a hole in reality it's a bunch of bullshit and uh, <laughs> also while going on so i told michael about this beforehand i was like researching all this because um i've read infinite crisis but I've, I've never read the other stuff so while all that was going on at the exact same time batman made a satellite called brother one roman numeral one at the time, and it was meant to monitor all metahumans on the Earth. And a guy named Maxwell Lord, who you may know from Wonder Woman 1984, he was played by Pedro Pascal. He's the guy that, like, life is good, but it can be great. That guy. Um, anyway, Ooh. he takes over the satellite and uses his power to take over because in the comics he has like a low level like almost like purple man it's like a low level psychic ability he can't like it's not like professor xavier where he like holds his hands to his temple and like and like <laughs> takes over a person <laughs> but uh he if over time when they let their guard down he can take over them so he takes over superman and wonder woman's battling superman wonder woman ends up like subduing Superman for a moment, puts the lasso of truth around Ma Maxwell Lord, asks him if there's anything she can do to stop him. Uh, he says, no, you'll have to kill me. So she does. She just immediately snaps his neck because he's got the lasso of truth around him. This sets everything in disarray. But because of that, and he took over, sorry, I'm having to tell a story to tell a story to tell a story. And I, I get it. It's <laughs> bullshit to understand the backstory of Blue Beetle here. Um, uh because of Maxwell Lord taking over Brother One, it has like an automated uh, whatever AI system in it. And it and Maxwell Lord was part of this organization. He called himself, like they were named after chess pieces. He was known as the Black King. It says something like, the Black King is now dead. So it goes sentient and it now renames itself to Brother I. Because haha, it's a play on words. Instead of bro Brother Roman numeral one, it's now Brother I. Um, and there was this whole thing with nanobots injected into people to activate if Batman ever needed to, which created this OMAC, which is now the OMAC project. So people are just turning into these things called OMACs. So anyway, all that to be said is Batman eventually during Infinite Crisis finds Blue Beetle due to uh, Booster Gold finding him because during all that, Maxwell Lord killed the original Blue Beetle. I feel like I'm going, like, y'all are going cross-eyed trying to keep up with all this. <laughs> um, but anyway. I'm good. The Ted Cord, because he mentions one of the Blue Beetles gets shot in the face. Ted Cord's the one that gets shot in the face. And it's because of Maxwell Lord does it. Because uh, Maxwell Lord had figured out what he was doing and he went to members of the Justice League. He went to Batman. He went to Superman. He went to Wonder Woman. I think he went to one of the Green Lanterns. Um, he went to Booster Gold. And nobody believed him. And anyway, he gets killed due to it. So all that being said, the Scarab like left or something. I, I don't know exactly. This part, it's fuzzy for me. It ends up being on the Rock of Eternity. And Shazam is like looking over it because once again, it was supposed to be magic at the time. Uh, uh, what is his name? Black Bolt kills Shazam during that time and blows up the Rock of Eternity and it sends, the, the Scarab leaves, and it sends it to El Paso, where Jaime finds it. So, Jaime finds it, and we see that part of the story where he's like, you know, the friends are talking, and his friends falls on it. He's like, what the hell is this? And then later on, as he falls asleep, you know, it gets on his back, which looks fucking painful. I hope they honestly what? do that in the, in the movie. Well, the change scene in the movie we've seen already is pretty like yeah. insane and intense. So, like, yeah. horrific. What well, he does like a doesn't it do like a face hugger for a second? Like it jumps at his face. And <laughs> yeah, then, like, it does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which uh, in this comic they mention when he transforms, like a couple of people will, like want to puke. So I yeah. think I think they are doing something like grotesque with it. So anyway, I hope they do that. Anyway, sorry, I'll shut up now and we can talk about the issue. <laughs> I don't need you to shut up. Let's say next defeats time. defeats the point like, of the podcast. <laughs> next time on what? I was say like next week on Comically Comics. 
All right, y'all got anything else for issue number one? Uh, just a uh, couple of, I, I just, most, I have no notes for this because it just was kind of mad to me. Um, I just <laughs> had funny comments. I liked when Paco talks about the, uh, the Swedes being filthy spawn campers. I thought that was quite funny. <laughs> um, Mrs. Reyes um, says a cold ass line where she's like, uh, my only regret is that I couldn't give your father a son. <laughs> I'm like, uh, that right? was just, wow. I was like, God damn, we need, we put, put Jaime <laughs> in the special burns victim. <laughs> um, yeah. And then I just make a, a note about how, uh, that scarab looks fucking painful. Yeah, yeah, it definitely does. Yeah, that's all. I, I didn't really have much else on that one either. Cool. All right, then. On to issue two. Can't go home. Jaime runs into a group of DC Hispanic version of Alpha Flight in <laughs> in the past. In the fe- in the present, he makes his way home from his desert adventure. Only things aren't the same. So this is where we find out that like a year has passed and stuff like that. And so they let like his sister run into his room pretty freaking quick. I'm not going to lie. Like every time you see somebody on TV and they're like, Oh, this person's been missing this person. Like mamas are not like about like messing up the room. Like do not touch the room. Like that's that's sacred ground then. And so like for her to move in in like a year, that, that seems pretty quick. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That was, uh, I have to agree too. Like that was pretty quick. And it was, it was one of those two that like, I couldn't quite follow the timeline because they had the part where he was sneaking into his room, but I think it was yeah in the past. And then, but then like the very next panel or sheet, it was him in the, in the now. And I'm like, Oh, and sneaking into his room again. And it's that she's already in his room. I was like, wait a minute. What he just, yeah. Didn't he just, and so, yeah, that, like, that was another one that I didn't quite, understand but yeah that uh i'm glad you pointed that out one that was one of the ones that messed me up as well i was like what what's going on because he, he talks about uh one of the members of the posse which by the way the joke i wrote down is they're the fucking ginyu force from fucking dbz they like pose <laughs> <laughs> they're just like <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was just like i i called them uh, the other joke I wrote down is they shouldn't be called the posse. They should be called the posers because they fucking pose. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but yeah, uh, he mentions, I think in one of those panels when he's sneaking in, he's like, oh, she was pregnant or something like that. And yeah, I was like, I thought he was talking about his mom when she was pregnant with his sister. So I was like, is that the past? But then I was like, no, this is the future. So they're going to have another kid. What the fuck is going on? And I had to reread <laughs> it. And then finally I realized I was like, oh, it's the, okay. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So they're not even talking about his family members. Yeah. Like it's, <laughs> it's, it's the woman that doesn't even look like she's pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that, that was just a weird, like to me, a weird thing to put in there that she was pregnant. I was like, uh, okay. Right? <laughs> Which they pay off later on, but I'm like, yeah. Like she, like, there's no way that baby's gone full term. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, right now, right here, right now, like the way she's drawn. There's no way that baby was full term. No. no. She must have been like a week pregnant. <laughs> right? Right? Uh, so my my commentary on the group, the posse, which is horrendous. It's just, I, I, I can't. I can't. Uh, I said, this group is weird. And and I like, I would write things like as I read, because I didn't want to forget them, because I'm horrible about that. Uh, who is this wish version of Puck? And then I wrote Thumper. It, so uh, I, I wound up getting a name for that guy. And I wrote that Jaime's face looks goofy when he changes. Like when he's breaking that girl's arm in front of the dumpster, like his face is just like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Zer. And then I wrote acid sweat question mark. Like yeah. what? what yeah. What's up with this fat bastard's brought? Like what is his? Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? I, I, to be honest with you, I, I all I could think of when when he had a, uh, acid for sweat, I was like, "What is this? The fucking Inhumans? Like these <laughs> dumbass powers?" <laughs> right, right. And then I wrote, uh, "Who is pregnant?" Because it didn't make sense to me. And then I wrote, "Bonita?" Question mark. And so yeah, that's that's yeah. Why and why'd they have to make him like? It's 
I had to make fat guy all sweaty. Like that's his his special power is just to sweat. As a special, as a uh, <laughs> uh, a fellow fat guy, um, yeah, it's not so. It's not anything special. There's nothing special about that power. <laughs> <laughs> just happened. Well, they didn't even give him a shirt that fit him. Like his tummy's sticking out in one of these panels. Yeah. Poor yeah. guy. He's yeah, wearing I, a toboggan. Like, I mean, come on, it's already going to make you hot. Yeah, exactly. In Texas. <laughs> <laughs> like, near the border. Like, yeah. it's fucking hot. It really is. Uh, um, yeah, the, uh, the, uh, the note I had is just that, like, this, uh, this is issue. This is the issue that's just confusing and he- confusing as hell jumping back and forth. It was just so confusing. Um, yeah. I will say this. I liked the, um, the artist did a cool little, I don't know if y'all noticed it, but when um, Probe and Damper are by the fence when Jaime's at school and he's like talking with his friends, the fence, like you see a moment where Brenda's like sticking her, or not, she's not doing it, but Paco's making her do it, but her fingers are in Paco's nose. You look at the fence behind, it's like warped and distorted looking. I thought that was a nice little touch of like Jaime going like, what the fuck is going on with that fence over there? Oh, yeah. oh I see it now. Yeah, no, I didn't see, I didn't notice that beforehand. Yeah, I see it. Yeah. That is pretty cool. Yeah. There, I, I will say like throughout, throughout the series, I, I enjoyed the artwork. Like had no issues really with the art other than like a few just goofy faces here and there. Um, until like, I think it was issue seven that, that the artwork started to, kind of go down for me but like throughout the rest of it i i thought the artwork was pretty decent yeah no i did too um but yeah i don't really have much to say about this issue other than those few things <laughs> yeah there, there really wasn't like a whole lot that happened in this one as far as to give any kind of depth to the to the story except for just meeting posse yeah and getting that whole thing started and then knowing that he was gone for a year yeah i think that was the biggest thing yeah I, like I and then seeing like his dad, I was like, "Wow, that's oof, dad looked rough." So right, which I guess being shot, you, you kind of do. <laughs> yeah. Spoilers, Jeremy. Gee. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> On to issue three. Then sounds like y'all are ready to go. So sure. The past is another country. Jaime tells his family what happened and why he was gone. Jaime then finds Paco and Brenda to rekindle the friendship. Brenda's aunt may be trouble. And apparently we meet uh, Peacemaker. Yeah, I'm so proud of you, Jeremy. <laughs> well, I didn't know that when reading this. Oh, okay. Like reading this issue, like and later on, they it's, named Peacemaker. I was like, oh, oh, okay. It's written on his arm. Uh, <laughs> is it? N- no, I never got it until issue seven. Oh. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, no, I, I was like, who is this blonde-headed, Dolph-lundering, cyberpunk motherfucker here? <laughs> I, I wrote down... My first note for this is, holy shit, Peacemaker's in this. And he's Duke Nukem? Like, <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, but yeah. I don't like this version of Peacemaker at all. Yeah, I don't either. Uh, it's argued that it may not be Peacemaker. It may be the other Peacemaker. But yeah, he because he uses another name. I forget. Peacekeeper? Scroll. <laughs> Scroll. <laughs> Scrolls don't exist in this universe, Jeremy. <laughs> oh, I love it that you're that good at it. Like it cracks me up. Um, yeah, um he's, he's got like a weird flame tattoo, and uh he's got his you know dove of peace on the on the back of his head when he's walking out of that convenience store. You can see it. I don't know if y'all noticed that, but um I didn't. Yeah, I didn't either. And going back now, I noticed it, but and then on his other arm, it says Peacemaker, which is how I knew it was Peacemaker. Because I was like, because at first I too was like, who, who's this? Yeah, like Dolph Lundgren, Duke Nukem looking motherfucker. <laughs> and then I saw the arm and it says Peacemaker over it. And I was like, oh, I was like, ooh, I do not like this design choice at all. Right. I'm looking for the, the bird of peace now. Oh, I see it. I see it several times over. Yeah, it's just like on his it's his. Tramp stamp or something on the back of his head. I put two and two together also in this issue that the father's hitting girl comment makes sense now. Yeah. And 
I also put that this was like a refreshing origin story, honestly, that like how it, they're going about it. And like he does. And I guess what I was what I was meaning when I wrote that was like he's coming out the gate talking to his family about it. He's he's not trying to hide it. He's not anything yeah. else like because yeah. he goes full blown suit and scares his sister out and his mom's like disowned him or whatever. And his dad's like, oh, she'll come around, son. It's OK. It's like the fuck meds are you on dad what the, what, what is this i uh i really like one of my favorite things about this when reading it honestly is just the the reyes family dynamic at least i like the the Ew. daughter is like a little shit like a little sister would be if you will i don't have a little sister but anyway uh and the dad being i, I really like the dad like the speed one, one of my notes for this issue is i just really like Jaime's dad, the speech that he gives to Jaime about like, oh, it is, you are my son and stuff like that. And um, I hope they keep something like that for the movie. Yeah. yeah. I agree. The w- one thing that did bug me about this is about this issue is nothing ever came of the whole cell phone thing. Like he, he made sure to, you know, say like, he's going to call you. Like he's going yeah. to call his son. And then they even did a daggum like panel showing him where he left the cell phone. Yeah. But there was nothing about it later on. I was like, what did we do with the phone? What's happening? Like, because we, we don't see him again. We don't see the family really again until issue seven. Yeah. And basically. they're like all together at the crater. Yeah. Like, how'd yeah. y'all even call to meet up? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> he sent his like Blue Beetle signal or something. Uh, he had to have. <laughs> Y'all noticed it like throughout reading this that you could kind of like read some of what the the scare was saying, and and like there's there's certain parts where like if you blurred your eyes or whatever you could actually make out like it's saying I don't know or something like that or whatever the case was. No, I didn't. No, no. but no fucking crickets. Okay, cool. <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't drinking at that point, so no. Oh no, you got to drink when reading this. <laughs> Yeah, no, I I didn't. Um, but by issue, I want to say it's four, maybe three. Um, they released a um a cipher, so you can actually translate what the scarab is saying. Oh, cool! I did not know that. Let me see here. It is not issue it's like three. one of those like little, almost like a little Ouija board or something like a little magnifying glass you put over it, and it'll like no, 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 no that would words. be great. Some three D glasses. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yes, 3D glasses would be great. <laughs> um, it's a uh, hang on, it is issue five. Because when they're like, I just, I just, something there wasn't there something like as a kid that we had is like they would you would it was some kind of little book or whatever that I guess it may have been the same kind of 3D type thing. Are you talking about like a decoder ring at the end of like a Cracker Jack? <laughs> yeah. That's what it was. Yeah, that's what a cipher is. It just has like you match the symbols, like oh, this square means A, and this triangle means B, and whatever this octagon means no, C. I, I, yeah, I still thought there was something that like I had. Be that, sure like, to drink your Ovaltine. Ovaltine, <laughs> a crummy commercial. Son of a bitch. <laughs> No, I thought you were talking about like all the 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 3D books or whatever, where they'd have yeah. like a a bubble page or what, and there'd be these like blue or, or the red dots over it to try and like make it to where you can't read the words. But then you put the 3D glasses on, and it's like clear as blue and red day. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> clear as blue and red day. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so I know that like per the commercials and stuff like that, it looks like the scarab's going to be like. Friday from Iron Man where it's going to have this lady's voice and stuff like that and like I get it and I like it but honestly like as I was reading this because you couldn't decipher like what the scarab was saying I read it as like BB-8 R2-D2 voice and it was like (laughs) and I I like that better honestly like I kind of want that I I read it like when like whatever your your internet messes up and it makes that like digitally (laughs) noise like that's the, the noise that I had in my head yeah, in the kids um, don't know that shit these days. <laughs> in the uh, in the uh, the Young Justice cartoon, it I don't think for like the first season I can't remember one of the cartoons that has Jaime in it. 
it doesn't have a voice. It's just him. Like you just hear the, like in the comic, like you just hear the one side of that conversation. And then later on, you eventually hear it, which is just his voice, but like more aggressive sounding <laughs> and like digital, uh, digified. If oh, you will. I don't like that, but, um, it's really, they, they play up the joke of him, like constantly like talking to himself and like everybody of the justice league who meets him is like, is this guy like crazy? <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I want a BB-8. I yeah. want I want the weird like I want that. That's what I want. And it could be that could still be in his head. Like you could still go with the joke of like is he talking to himself thing. But mm-hmm. I I want to hear from his years like you know BB-8. I think that'd be great. Anyways, y'all got anything else for issue three? Uh, yeah, just funny. Um, I like when uh he finally meets Brenda. Brenda punches him. That that I think that's just a cute moment. Um. <laughs> Yeah, we learned Brenda's aunt's probably the um some somebody nefarious, if you will. Uh the, the joke when they're at the border and damper and uh excuse me, not damper. Is it uh it's Paco and uh is it Jaime? I can't remember who it is. Um they're going across the border. I just was like, holy shit, it's the men in black. <laughs> the guys right? just, they just look they're all in black suits oh, with yeah. like Black yes. sunglasses and like alien ray guns. <laughs> it, it was damper and Paco. It was damper Paco? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then Jaime came in and saved Paco. So, so I, so, you know, we've got Brenda and we got Benita and we were so close to a Tupac reference there with, so <laughs> I wish, I wish Jaime's friend had been Benita because Brenda would have been having a baby and, that would have just stirred up all the 90s nostalgia for me. This goes way <laughs> over my head. I don't know anything about Tupac. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Ugh. I'm, I, I told you. We I'm, gotta I'm, fix not, that. I'm not a big rap person, so I don't know shit about uh, Tupac. <laughs> it's Tupac, though. Damn it. I mean, I know he was a great rapper, and <sighs> no one still knows who killed him, but um, anyway, that's about all I know. <laughs> And the more you know. Yes. There was a song named Brenda's Got a Baby, and it was about a teenage girl having a baby. So, and her name was Brenda. Wow. Brenda's got a baby. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyway, <laughs> issue four. <laughs> Person of interest. Jaime has a normal day of going to the doctor with his mom, being contacted by Oracle, and having a Throwdown with DC's version of Groot. <laughs> no, I said, I said, uh, I made the joke. I was like, Treebeard? <laughs> Treebeard. He is. He's an int. <laughs> Treebeard's an int. Um, yeah. And then later on, one of the characters gets like introduced and he's like in a coffee shop staking out, I think Brenda or Jaime or something. And they draw him and I wrote Johnny Depp. Like, because he just looks like fucking Johnny Depp. <laughs> oh, yeah. His the name's... The Diviner? Yeah, I was about to say, his name's The the Diviner. Which is just weird. Yeah, I put, Diviner is a creeper. Yes, he is. Uh, you're the guy, guys, always trying to get in my mom's pants, or my aunt's pants is what, it, yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, yeah, this dude is like, like, because he's like, oh, we gotta save the pretty niece. And I'm like, bro, what is, like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, no, get the fuck yeah. out of here. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah it's, just, it's weird. This was probably my favorite issue, and not because of that, obviously, but I, I like my first note was just, <laughs> it's Oracle. Yay. Someone I like. <laughs> Babs is here. <laughs> um, and then I love the dialogue exchange between Babs and um, Dinah, yeah. uh, where. You know, she's like, you couldn't recruit a kid? And I forget what Jaime says, but she's just like, I like him. (laughs) I just thought it was really funny. Yeah. So what threw me off there was like, wasn't this New 52? No, this is pre-New 52. This is pre- Okay, that makes more sense now. Because I was like, wait a second. Like, Batgirl came back and was not Oracle anymore. She was... Okay, that makes way more sense. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, I have no other notes. Yeah, I just... I, and I, Peacemaker threw me off. <laughs> my my other favorite thing 
um, if y'all can go to that issue is when Jaime is talking, because this is what, once again, the artist did something really cool, is you can see, like, it's when he's leaving school, and it's kind of like, the whole page is kind of like an orange sort of tint, because I guess, like, the sun's setting or something. Um, and everybody's orange around him. Yeah. Well, if you look in the background, you uh, the first panel, when the, the line is, uh, that look only works on Asian chicks, Brenda, uh, the there's a guy on the right who's wearing a cloak and a fedora who will be yeah. showing up later because he's following him. Also behind them on the like fourth panel, the like longer, more uh, whatever landscape one, uh, we see Peacemaker on the chopper following him. And then obviously yep. you can see behind on the very next to the left of Brenda is the diviner being cloaked. Um, I just thought that was a sweet little taste of the artist, like just sort of including that yeah. for the rest of the story. Yeah, they're totally being followed. Yeah, by multiple people, <laughs> and they have no clue. Mm-hmm. I noticed Peacemaker. Actually, you can see in the the next, like, so the first panel we talked about with the stranger in the cloak and the fedora, you can actually see him again over Paco's shoulder in the next panel the next smaller one where she says thanks or Jaime says thanks. Apologize. Yes. Oh, yes, yeah. you're right as well. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. I didn't notice that. I didn't notice either one of those before. I did notice Peacemaker, but I didn't notice Diviner though, all cloaked or whatever behind them in the, the last one. Mm-hmm. So cool beans. Still a creeper. Oh yeah, definitely. I, I, I like that though, during the fight with the ants and stuff, he, he's saying like, you know, quit lollygagging or something. <laughs> They're like, did you just say lollygagging? <laughs> right? And ruffian? Yeah, ruffian. I, yeah. That, that shit was funny to me. So one of these, like, group monsters here, one of them has a Thanos chin. <laughs> he does. Yeah. <laughs> like, this this series, the Blue Beetle's cool. I like him and stuff like that. I just don't think this writer, for me, was, like, up to, like, creating a good Blue Beetle story. Yeah. So, which is odd because it sounds like he was the creator. So, like, you would think he would have like a good plan ready to go. And it's like, oh shit, they all want something from this. Um, fuck me. I guess I'll write something. I don't know. <laughs> What's so <laughs> weird, too? Um, he's so yeah, he is like credited as like one of the creators of it. This six issues is not a great, like, get you excited for the character kind of thing. From what I hear, this series kind of is lackluster, really. It's New 52 was probably a better one, but I fucking hate most of anything that comes out of New 52. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, the other thing that was weird is he was introduced, you know, you we talked about this like off podcast, but his first appearance is in Infinite Crisis. And yes. that that story went and came and went. And then it was like another six months until this came out. So, like, any hype for Blue Beetle, I feel like just died. <laughs> yeah. So, it was exactly what I said then. It was, oh, y'all want something. Yeah. <clears throat> Fuck me. Okay. Well, here we go. <laughs> yeah, it's like, um, kind of like that bit from, uh, that Brian Regan was talking about, like, on the door of the Explorer, like, the guy that got put on the spot to make the map song. It's just, I'm a map, I'm a map, I'm a map, I'm <laughs> they're like, yes, that's it. The guy's like, uh, need a new character, and he just sees a beetle. It's a, a beetle, it's blue. Like, All right, what's the storyline? Um, here you go. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Issue five? Yes. Sounds good. Awesome. Secrets, part one. Jaime meets the posse. Sloth from Goonies and Igor's love child steal <laughs> Bonita's baby and the Blue Beetle saves them. Kinda. <laughs> <laughs> Igor's love child. <laughs> I hated that fucking character. That, that is the first appearance of that character. And thank God, I think the last appearance of him. What's he fucking called? I don't even, I didn't write his name down. He's bottom so, feeder? Bottom feeder, that's it. He's so fucking annoying. I, like... <laughs> My only the with him and the diviner talking, I thought the the line where he's like, "You should do this and uh, maybe take a bath." That last part I threw out yeah. there, but 
Yeah. You don't have to. <laughs> like, that part was kind of funny, but he's so weird and just dumb. And I'm like, he's created just for this issue, I think. And I don't know. Anyway, it was weird. Yeah. So, so I gave the diviner in this issue Scar from the Lion King's voice. Oh, Jeremy Irons. <laughs> and it made it so much better. Sure. Yeah. Okay. He's the guy that so much better. He's he's the guy that is Alfred in the yes. uh, the bat flick. Yeah, I don't know if he plays Scar or not. From no, the he original does. cartoon. Oh, well, no. Okay, then yes. You talk about from the Lion King, right? <laughs> yeah, he that's Jeremy Irons, right? But not the live action or the supposed not whatever CGI one. The, yeah. the actual like. No, we're we're all nineties kids. I don't fuck fuck that okay. that new age stuff. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, I've got to make sure. Just just saying. <laughs> Clarifying things, but yeah, I gave him, I gave him Scar's voice, and I was like, "Ooh, this fits. I like it." Even though he's still a creeper, but it fits. So. Yeah, um, I like that they include the Phantom Stranger. He's basically he's basically DC's The Watcher. Um, there's not like a team oh, okay. of of Watchers, but that's who he is. He's, he's DC's version of the Watcher. Um, so my note on that was, who's the weirdo at the first of the book, <laughs> and then it gets it. it they tell you like three issues later who the weirdo is. But yeah. I was like, I, I don't know who the fuck this is. Well, they, the other issue is they actually tell you in this issue, the scarab tells you if you translate using that cipher, the first thing the scarab says when the, the phantom stranger shows up is, Hey, it's the phantom stranger. <laughs> oh. <laughs> nice. Well, no, like, so there's that, for, like, on the first page, he, it looks like he's saying, look up, the scarab is, and then I couldn't decipher the rest of it, but, like, that's what I'm talking about. Like, certain things you could actually sit there and see and be like, oh, it's saying this. Yeah, the dialogue, sorry, give me one second, I was going to pull up. The dialogue. The dialogue between Brenda and Tia is horrendous. Yeah. Page one, panel two, uh, it's, look, it's the Phantom Stranger. Page five, panel two is what spectrum? This is what the this is what the actual scarab is saying to Jaime. Page twelve, panel three is uh, emotional overload. Page seventeen, uh-huh. panels five through six are kill him, and then page twenty-two, panel two is feed on him. That's that's odd. Oh, I see the look. It's now okay. Gotcha. Cool. But, that's cool. The one thing that like that that caught me on this one too is like. As I was reading it, and you know, he say Blue Beetle saves the baby, and then he's like, I, "Somebody needs to please take this baby because I can't fight." And then Peacemaker comes out, and he's like, "Hey, over here!" And he just chunks in the baby, and I'm like, "You've never met this man before. He's on a motorcycle, and you just throw it, you just hurl him a baby, saying, here, thanks.'" Yeah. <laughs> I, my note for that, Jeremy, was that would kill that baby. <laughs> yeah, like, yes. like the way because. Like, he doesn't catch that baby. He, like, arm bars that baby on a motorcycle. Right? (laughs) Right? No, that was my... First of all, I was like, wait a second. Uh, Old Bonita was pregnant in issue two, and she didn't look like she was pregnant at all. But this baby's already, like, out and about doing things. Um, So this baby's, like, what, two weeks old or something like that? That's, like, not even supposed to be here. And three... Like, you can't just be, like, slinging it around like that. Like, what happened to neck support? Like, is that just not a thing anymore? Like, there's no... (laughs) That's its metahuman ability, is that it it just has a really strong neck. Yeah. It just came out. Just just came out of the vagina with a strong neck. (laughs) Well, like, uh, they all have lame powers anyway. Why not that be... (laughs) Or either it's... I was born with a strong neck. (laughs) Either its neck got like really stretched out at that point. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. The baby tossing that was that was a weird one. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't really have much to say. Like I don't have much to say about any of these issues. It's just like, yep, that's the thing that happened. This is a comic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much consensus for me too. Issue six. Yeah. Sounds good. Secrets part two. Jaime and party break into DC's Xavier School for Gifted Youngsters. Jaime finally meets LaDama, a.k.a. Tia, a.k.a. Brenda's aunt, and they have a sit-down. So do we know what happened to, with the baby after that issue? Nope. It died. Yeah, it died. They <laughs> 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 made a deal about this baby, and then, like, it's just, it, that's it. It's with the phone. 
<laughs> the lady and the phone are together. <laughs> They're hanging out, making long distance phone calls. Freaking racking up the bill. Talking to strippers on phones. Like yeah, that's, that's funny. <laughs> dialing one nine hundred numbers. Like there's a call, but do kids even know what that even means? Thing? Yeah, that's what I was just about to say. Like, do anybody know what that is now? God, we're old. That's, yeah. <laughs> Um, OnlyFans is now the 900 number thing. Yeah. So that's that's what it was yeah. back in the day. 900 numbers were OnlyFans. That's pretty much the same thing. Just had to use your imagination. <laughs> oh, that's great. I have no notes for this issue. I was just like, like they broke into somewhere that they didn't have to break into. They could have just waltzed on in and just signed a guest book or whatever. <laughs> I know like, it's so lame. <laughs> I was just like, what a way to end, like. Because I was thinking back when I discovered that the trade goes through one uh, one through six, and I was just like, what a weird way to end your trade. <laughs> like, just this, like, spa day, and, no, like, nothing really of substantial happens to any of the characters, really. Like, Tia and Jaime make a deal, and that's about, like, the most interesting thing. Though I, I, I wrote a joke of, um, what's her name, Pinata. Uh, I was like, oh, she's a worse version of Jubilee. <laughs> right? <Ooh>. Right? <laughs> Who? If, if, so, go ahead, uh, Michael. So Jubilee's powers is basically she shoots fireworks from her hands. She shoots what? F- fireworks out of her hands? Fireworks. She is literally important on the 4th of July and New Year's Eve. That's really <laughs> it. Aw. She shoots what's called plasmoids, but they explode and look like fireworks. Yeah. It's pretty she much shoots it. fireworks from her hands. That's she's a Roman candle. She's a walking Roman candle, and that's really it. Like <laughs> and I like I love in this that like she just got you know, Jaime just put her in her place because she was giving what's his name, Paco, a hard time for not having superpowers. And Jaime's like, what's your power again? Mm-hmm. She, she's like I, I, I explode in in different colors. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's so bad. And and then Peacemaker comes in, freaking motorcycle blazing. And after we learned that he could have just walked in, he's like carrying bodies around the floor too and stuff like that. It's like <laughs> I guess you didn't get the fucking memo either. I, I like. And I think though. the biggest thing is that we realized that. Uh, he peacemaker knows that it's an alien. That's it. Yeah, yeah. And that um, her aunt is the one over all this. Ladama. Yeah, Ladama. Which yeah. is um, when New Fifty Two comes out and they like more streamline Jaime's sort of origin. Ladama shows back up again. Like the, the Ladama is going to be like Jaime's Joker, if you will. His nemesis, as yeah. they put it. Yeah. In in issue seven. Yeah, I imagine we'll hear uh tell like. Some sort of talks about Ladama in the movie. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I liked. I more. I thought this just was funny when Jaime's fighting the like, I don't know, the magic guy, the, the like, I don't know, the the blonde guy with glasses, and he's all like, you know, I, I'm I'm sucking the life force out of these people. You can't stop me as long as I'm doing that. And Jaime just goes like. Okay, and he just flies him up. <laughs> I just think that was funny. I don't know why I just found that humorous. Yeah, I did too, honestly. And then yeah, this is this is the issue where they finally retcon that the scarab is no longer magic. It is in fact alien technology. Yeah. I'm just saying, Men in Black, X Files, all the same thing. Oh yeah. <laughs> Anything else? Issue seven? No, that's it. Oh uh, yeah. Issue 7, Brother's Keeper. This is John Rogers writing here. I'm his first mission as the new Blue Beetle and where he was for that year. My notes are Peacemaker, question mark, exclamation points. Phantom Stranger, question mark, exclamation points. Because it wasn't until this issue that I realized that that guy on the motorcycle was Peacemaker and the goofy guy rocking around the fedora was the Phantom Stranger. And I was like, well, fuck, here's my DC card. <laughs> well, I can kind of understand maybe the Phantom Stranger because he's not like super like mainstream. 
The Peacemaker one, I'm going to give you shit just because he had it written on his fucking arm. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, yes. No, absolutely. Um, I, I definitely deserve the shit because, yes, it's written on him. Literally <laughs> written on him <laughs> like a fucking name badge, except his entire arm. Um, This issue made me laugh because they talk about Peacemaker snuck up on them on a motor- motorcycle because all I was picturing was John Cena, like... <laughs> Not actually riding the motorcycle, like pushing it through the desert, like sweaty, just so he can make this cool entrance to like look like he's sneaking up on him. <laughs> oh, it made me think of that scene in the Batman with Sparkle Boy and how he like sneak snuck up on uh, Catwoman on the motorcycle. I'm like, what? <laughs> Forgot about that. It's an electric powered motorcycle, so this, yeah, yeah, <laughs> gotta be. So one. One thing I had, like, we never got to see Booster Gold in this whole thing. No. No. I, I still don't know what he looks like. I'm like, I, I want to see him. He looks like, like Chris I, Pratt. I, I know I can just go Google him, but, like, it's just, like, you're talking about Booster Gold through, like, this whole, almost, like, every issue. It's uh, you know, I think they mentioned him for, like, one or two issues, but yet I, you never see him. He looks like Star-Lord with a flamboyant outfit. Um, he shows up later, I think, in this series, if I'm not mistaken. I I, I didn't read ahead. I, hope so. I think I like paged ahead at it. I was trying to see if he's in the background when they're doing all the stuff with the brother eye satellite. Because there's uh Mr. Terrific, Green Lantern, Green Arrow, Black Canary, Black Lightning, um <laughs> there's Element Man. Yeah, I don't I don't know in here. Metamorpho, yeah. Yeah, I never saw Booster. Mr. Terrific. Yeah. Yeah, I said that one. Um, if you want like a, a quick read, like a, a Booster Gold read that's pretty decent, the only one I guess I really have read or known about it, but I enjoyed it. I liked it. And it's from Tom King's Batman run, which is probably a shocker to a lot of people, especially Cole <laughs> from Cole's Comics Claims, because I hate fucking Tom King. But um, I hate his writing. I don't hate him as a man. I hate his writing. Anyways, with all that being said, The Gift. And it's about Booster trying to give Batman like the ultimate wedding gift. And it fucks everything up. That's a great read. <laughs> it is a great read. I, I agree with that. I'll have to look that up. Uh, he's a giant fuck up is basically yeah. what Booster Gold is. With time traveling abilities. Yeah. So it just makes endless possibilities of fuckery. Um, I, I made a, a, a snarky comment. Uh, his dad, like Peacemaker, is explaining the scarab to Jaime's dad and like the family. And uh, Jaime's dad's like, uh, so, uh, Peacemaker mentions like how it's like an alien thing or whatever. And he's like, How is that easier than like magic? And I'm like, What? Like Superman exists in this world. You've had constant <laughs> extraterrestrials attack Earth. What do you mean that's hard to believe that it's alien technology? <laughs> Maybe there wasn't a big head that came out of the sky and grabbed two people up and took them away. <laughs> um, the other thing is <laughs> when Jaime is at the uh, Bat Cave before they're like going to like take down Brother Eye, he pukes in the Bat Cave. <laughs> and Batman makes a, a comment about like, oh, it's okay. The floor can be hose cleaned. I have people for that. And I'm like, motherfucker, you have Alfred for that, you asshole. <laughs> right? Right? <laughs> I was like, like, what people are coming down in the Batcave? What? What? I just thought that was funny because I, I could just picture like, I have people for that. And Alfred's just standing there with a mop and a bucket going like. <sighs> Alfred in the bats in his pocket. Um, yeah. And then Batman being just Batman, like brooding and stuff when he's like walking yeah. through talking with Jaime. And he's like, you should tell. You should tell everyone that you helped Superman. They like they yes. like Superman more than me. I was just I wrote <laughs> so brooding. <laughs> I love that one. I love that. That was probably my favorite part of this whole thing, where he's like, people like Superman, and he's like, well, why don't the, don't they ever like you or something like that? And he's like, they're not supposed to. <laughs> I'm like, yes, that's my kind of hero. There, <laughs> fuck them all. <laughs> I I, uh, I I just find it also funny. Um, onomatopoeias sometimes, especially with Black Canary. I like that they used her scree. I just find that funny. Scree! <laughs> it's just a funny onomatopoeia for me. It makes me think of uh, a bird person from Rick and Morty. <laughs> I just like it. Anyway. That is pretty good. That's funny. And then, yeah. 
that's basically all I have. <laughs> yeah. Well, Jeremy, I'm sorry if I shit in your Cheerios here. <laughs> no, like I said, I, to me, like, so whenever it kind of dawned on me, I, I think whenever we were talking about this and y'all were talking about how you didn't really have much on it and it wasn't really deep. And I was like, Maybe that's the reason why I like it because there's not a whole lot of like 50 other stories going on that I don't know what's happening. So yeah, <laughs> it's just, it's kind of, I mean, other than knowing about the infinite crisis part, it's kind of self-contained. So yeah. mean, maybe, maybe that's the reason why I'm okay with it because I didn't miss a whole bunch. Yeah. The, <laughs> I think like, once again, I, I really wish we could have, if we had time to watch like all of Young Justice season two, it does a way better like hashing out what the reach are um, hashing out how Jaime came across it, all that stuff. Um, I'm really hoping the movie does a better job at streaming. Obviously, they're going to. They're not going to be like, this came from Infinite Crisis and stuff like that. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway. Maybe. Yeah. Oh, God, um, I hope not. <laughs> it'd be interesting to see how this one. I mean, because I, I like already you could see, or like, I could see the differences, some of the differences, um, like just from the trailers between the movie in this comic so about like how he gets the the scarab and all that kind of stuff it's a little obviously a little different but it's gonna i think it's still gonna be a still looks like a fun movie to me hopefully it pans out that way so. i agree that's what i'm hoping for anyways too i do think this is a good start like jumping on point like for anybody who's like not read comics or whatever the case is like you're saying i mean you don't really have to know a whole lot about anything that's really going on you you know who Batman is and stuff like that. Like most of the characters that you see, you might not know who Guy Gardner is, but you can, like they say it's a Green Lantern. They kind of explain yeah. him as a Green Lantern. So you, you're probably going to know what a Green Lantern is. Yeah. So I think this is a good jumping on point for somebody. I would, you know, if somebody was interested, I'd say, yeah, you probably start there. I mean, it's not the best story or whatever, but it's also, you know, it's not the worst. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely. Is there anything y'all want to see from like this story in the movie? Um, with me, yeah, the the family dynamic. I that's the, my favorite sort of part. It was just a small bit, but it was probably the one thing I enjoyed with it was just the interaction with Jaime and his dad. Um, I do like actually, yeah, I want to see more of I'm sure they'll do it. I hope they will, of like Jaime talking to himself and people <laughs> thinking he's fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that would be quite fun in the movies. Yeah, I, I have to agree. Like in the the whole uh family part you know obviously make a big deal about that in the trailers that that's his his thing um so i think that's gonna be fun seeing all that kind of play out and um hopefully they'll like i don't i don't really remember seeing anything about like paco and brenda in there hopefully no. they'll bring yeah i don't hopefully they'll have his his friends in there too because i think that's a fun little duo trio yeah i want to say new 52 ditches them and I I don't know. I can't remember. Like, I don't think Paco and Brenda ever come back after this this run. Oh. <laughs> um, All right, then. So I, I don't think they'll be in the movie. Matter of fact, I yeah. want to say when we first started reading this, I, like, looked up on IMDb to see if anybody was playing Paco and Brenda and they aren't even listed in on, like, oh. credited as characters in the movie. <laughs> well done. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Brenda had a baby. Yeah. I still don't get that reference. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Before I bury myself even more in freaking nineties gangster rap. <laughs> Jeremy, where can they find you at? Uh they can find me on Twitch under the handle Night Fury GTO. That's Night with K. And you can find me here. Awesome. Richard, where can they find you at? Uh, if you want to contact me directly, I have a Instagram threads and a, uh, X, the platform formerly known as Twitter. I think is what you have to say now. <laughs> my handle every time it's something new, I swear. Um, my, my handle is not look night curry. Just search night curry night, like day and night and curry with a K. And I'll probably be on that platform. Not TikTok, Cause fuck TikTok. I'm, I'm not, I'm not one of the youths anymore. I'm not going to do shorts. Um, but anyway, uh, if you want to contact you do us, jorts. <laughs> yes, I'll do, yeah, I'll do jorts. Um, uh, anyway, if you want to contact us directly, we have a Gmail. Our Gmail is comically comics podcast at gmail.com and if you want to check us out on YouTube, TikTok and Instagram, you can check us out under the name Comically Comics Podcast. 
And if you want to check us out on X, the platform formerly known as Twitter, you can check us out under the handle Comically Comics with an X. Perfect timing. Really want to do the X-Men theme. I so want to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, before you do that, you can find me on Instagram and eBay at 22 underscore comics. You can also find me on YouTube at 22 comics. Thank you all so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed it as much as we did making it. Well, that being said, say goodbye, Jeremy. Bye, Jeremy. Bye, Jeremy. Bye. Jubilee. You project pyrotechnic energy plasmoids, like little fireworks. Yeah, I... uh... Yeah, you're fired. What? It's a pleasure to fire you. You know, I... Fireworks. Goodbye. Well, they're called plasmoids. They're called fireworks. And just because you make them doesn't make them something else.